0: From C.O.K. Studios in Ari Shapiro's art studio, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley.
1: And I'm Mata Margolis.
0: On today's show, we'll consider what kind of health care plan Americans would be happy with as Senate Republicans continue to push their bill.
1: We'll also consider what books you'll want on your summertime waiting list with our resident librarian, Lynn
0: Waffle. And we'll consider how drunk is too drunk to come to work. I'm asking for a friend. Stay with us.
1: Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from OMG McFlippies, now serving new global warming-inspired dishes like scorched Jack Daniel's chicken with 250-degree molten ghost pepper sauce, burnt steak finger bites, or melted polar ice cream sundaes. OMG McFlippies, flip in some flavor, neighbor... And listeners like you. Yes, you. My darling you.
0: This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley.
1: And I'm Mata Magolis.
0: The overwhelming consensus among Americans is that they really don't like the Senate health care bill. In fact, only 17% of U.S. adults approve of the bill, according to a recent NPR-MARIST-PBS NewsHour poll.
1: Republicans are in a hurry to repeal and replace the Affordable Care Act, but new data shows that a majority of Americans now approve of the ACA, also known as Obamacare.
0: Approval for Obamacare was scant when it was first rolled out, and even as recently as nine months ago, a majority of Americans did not like it at all. So what do Americans want?
1: I investigated what regular Americans are saying about healthcare and what they really want from their insurance providers. Recent polls show that Americans' views on healthcare are less than clear.
2: I think I want single payer healthcare. Don't I? Honey, what's single payer again? That's the one that reduces health insurance administrative costs. Oh yeah, that's that's good, right?
1: Wank Puescott is still undecided about Obamacare, but definitely isn't for the bill being put forward by Senate Republicans.
2: It's not very good at all. I like Medicaid and they want to cut it. Right?
1: That's correct.
2: Man, I'm so confused. It's all these terms. Individual mandate, public option, Kaiser Permanente. What do they all mean? It's like they want to confuse us on purpose or something. Like the government thinks we'll never understand and just give up so they can stop giving grandma her heart pills. I kind of wish I had dual citizenship in Canada, like my brother-in-law Bernie. Sometimes he sends me cheap prescription fungus cream through the mail. Yeah, I got a fungus. Want to see?
1: I'm all white, thanks. Fwank isn't alone in his confusion. Bwent Cawson is also struggling with what to make of the insurance question.
0: I I like the Affordable Care Act, but I don't like Obamacare. I like that the ACA wants to cover more people, especially kids, and I think that's what's missing from Obamacare and this terrible bill in the Senate.
1: But the Affordable Care Act is Obamacare. They're the same thing. What now? Obamacare is just a nickname for the Affordable Care Act. They are one and the same.
0: Wow, that's surprising. Are Are you sure? Quite. You just blew my mind. So what you're saying is, if we stop calling the Affordable Care Act Obamacare, more people like me, who hate Obama, would probably like it? Probably. So, wait, wait, let's just do that then. Just rebrand the thing. I mean, people would drink a whole lot less Mountain Dew if you called it radioactive carbonated dog pee.
1: That they would. Clearly, not knowing there was no difference between the ACA and Obamacare is a problem, as is the very confusing nature of health care in general. In order to bridge some of the gaps in insurance coverage, more Americans may need to get familiar with what they have before they lose it. For COK News, I’m Mata Margolis.
0: You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. Now we turn to our Book Look segment. Lynn Ruffle joins us once again to give some suggestions for your summer reading list. Glad to see you, Lynn. It's great to be here, Connor. Now you look tan, Lynn. Have you been on vacation?
3: Yes, I have. I just went on a wonderful trip with some of my librarian friends to Jamaica. Well, that sounds nice. It was! Until the third day when our tour boat was hijacked and we were kidnapped by pirates. Pirates? Yes. They thought we were wealthy American heiresses, but they were on a different boat. Ours was the economy tour. We spent four days in the hold of their ship until they figured out we weren't rich and let us go. It's the one time I was glad I'm not a more famous author. Oh
0: my god, Lynn, are you okay?
3: It wasn't too bad. I had to swallow my Hufflepuff earrings for safekeeping. And my friend Jody is still getting over her Stockholm Syndrome, but otherwise we're all doing fine. Our hotel gave us half off of our rooms and coupons for free jerk chicken when we got back because they felt so bad. Apparently this happens quite often in that part of the Caribbean.
0: Yikes. Well, what books are you recommending today?
3: Well, the books I had planned to read on my trip for this segment were unfortunately impounded as evidenced by the Jamaican Coast Guard. Luckily, the pirates actually had quite an extensive library on their ship that they let us use. Well, that's something. Yes! They were quite well-read. You'd be surprised at how many books there are about being a pirate. My first book for summer is one of the ones that isn't about piracy or cruise ship weaknesses. It's a new book by Patrick Dacey called The Outer Cape. It's a wrenching saga of a profoundly unhappy family set against the idyllic background of Cape Cod. I was intrigued by the book and how it showed the dark side of such a lovely place.
0: That's kind of an odd book to find on a pirate ship.
3: As I said, they were very well read. They even held a book club one night while we were their captives. I gave the Outer Cape a B-, while Captain Dexter gave it a C-, because he said the characters were a little bit derivative. Barnacle Barnard said that it was too emotional, but liked the plot, so he gave it a B+. Okay. My next summer book is an old classic that is clearly popular with pirates. The Old Man and the Sea by Ernest Hemingway. This is a classic summer book that everyone should read at some point in their lives. I was amazed at the level of nuance in the book, despite Hemingway's very simplistic writing style. The pirates said that in many ways, they identify with Santiago and his quest to land a giant marlin. I guess I can see that. We actually ate marlin one night for dinner with the pirates. It was a little fishy for my taste. I also think that Captain Dexter undercooked it a bit. Oh well. My final book pick is perfect for anyone interested in becoming a pirate. Piracy for Dummies is a quick and easy read that is sure to help you as you begin a career on the high seas. Well, it sure sounds like it. My friend Jody loves it and said it really helped her become a pirate.
0: Now, is she the one with the Stockholm Syndrome? Uh-huh. Argh, Shiver me timbers! If asked,
2: ye swagglers, or you'll be dancing the hempen jig.
0: Is she okay?
3: The doctor said she'll come around in a week or so.
0: Yo ho ho, you salty sea dog. I'll send you to Davy Jones' locker. I hope so.
3: If you want more of my summer book picks, go to my website, rufflebookworks.com. You can also read a sneak preview of my new book, Enchantment on the Poop Deck. It's a fictionalized account of our trip to Jamaica.
0: Now, does one of the pirates look like a shirtless Matthew McConaughey by chance? Maybe. Thanks for coming by, Lynn.
3: You're welcome, Connor!
0: That was Book Look with Lynn Ruffle. Now it's time for this week's Big Little Wins, because we all need a win, no matter how small.
1: A shout-out to Alan Jepson in Woods Cross, Utah, for fully charging his personal laptop at work, saving him from having to charge it at home. It's foresight like that, reducing the amounts on your power bill each month, that earns you this big little win.
0: And congratulations to Matt Craven and Kimberly Moorhead, who realized before they sent out the save-the-dates for their wedding that they needed to change the order of their names to avoid embarrassment. We hope that the people who attend the Moorhead Craven Wedding enjoy themselves and that they never know about this big little win.
1: If you or someone you know has a big little win, show it with us on Facebook or Twitter.
0: That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, check out our website, considerourknowledge.com, for more news and stories. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at No. You can download the podcast at iTunes and at Stitcher Radio at Stitcher.com. A very special thanks today to Heather Maxfield. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley.
2: Sometimes he sends me cheap prescription fungus cream through the mail. Yeah, I got a fungus. Want to (laughs) see? I'm sorry, it was so good. (laughs) Hold on, but I think I can pop it on. Yeah, I got a fungus.
1: Yeah, Yeah.